let's try that again because, you know, technology sometimes gets me. Good morning and happy New Year's Eve. I left myself muted. But the important thing for you to recognize is that this time I muted myself before we got started. Come on. Somebody give me some thumbs up for that because I'm learning, right? And that's what it's all about. Resting because I can barely move from this hurt rib. You know what? Be healed in the name of Jesus. Pain and sickness are not yours. Tiffany Raylene Ream. So much fun when I know your middle names. Goodness. I need to make a list of people (laughs) and their middle names. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. I hope that you're all doing fantastic this morning and that you woke up with anticipation on your heart. Not like adrenaline pumping anticipation, but just like this subtle, peaceful anticipation of of all that God has for you today. Now, why do I feel like today is important? Because I feel like how you end something is really telling of your character. Now, we could just let today, December 31st, just slide right by and pay it no attention. But let's wrap some things up, right? Let's make sure that we are ready to enter into a new year with the right mindset, with a God mind. Yes, like we could either enter in, we could wrap today up being aware of all of our shortcomings, or we could be aware of all of God's goodness and how he invades our space on a regular basis. You guys, my heart is anticipating intimacy like I've never known it. That's what my heart is anticipating. And it's not in this wild, theatrical, dramatic kind of way. It's like physically being able to feel myself being pursued by the God of all things. You guys hear my earrings? When I shake my head, they rattle. That's fun. (laughs) And I, I feel like there is a new, I don't really know how to explain this. This is just what I see. So I'll do my best. Is that fair? There's a new joy coming, a new expression of joy that's coming. And it's not going to be the way that we've experienced joy before. I really believe that. I feel like God has shown me that. Like there's a new joy coming, but don't expect, listen, this is really important. Don't expect your body to manifest the same way under the joy that I'm about to release. Does that make sense? Like for me, I'll just tell you my own experience. I have experienced joy unspeakable, literally, like the kind of joy that makes you silly and um, makes you do things that you wouldn't ordinarily find yourself doing. And um, for some people, they look down on that and and judge it and, and whatnot. And I understand that too. I understand. I have been that black and white thinking person and um, it did me no good. And the reason why joy hit my life so hard is because there was a great undoing involved in all of that. Like God showing up in nonsensical ways and manifesting through my being in silliness is exactly what I needed for this great undoing of my black and white mentality of 
right, wrong, right? Like he was trying to wean me from nursing at the tree of good and evil, right? So that's what that that joy dispensation did in my life. Yes, it was totally silly. And yes, I, what, um, what's this? Oh, uh, it's, it's a psalm actually, but we sing it as a, a song. Um, I'll become even more undignified than this. Well, listen, there was no dignity involved in some of the things that, that I was experiencing and doing. God got me to do all kinds of things during that season of my life. And actually that season of my life molded who I am today. So I am, I am not looking down on that season. I totally, there's been times where I've ached for that season, but let me tell you above all else. And I was having a conversation, a written conversation with a friend yesterday, trying my best. Sometimes, sometimes it is so hard to describe what you're experiencing with God. You know, when you're, when you're trying to verbalize it, whether that's written communication or you're actually having a conversation with someone, it is, it can be so difficult to convey what it is that you're feeling. But I was, it was explaining that, um, like I, I, I find myself aching for, for God in, in the different seasons of my life where he has shown up in, in big ways. And, um, and one of those seasons was, um, like I'm telling you, it's like this, this joy unspeakable, this joy, this silly, silly joy that, that showed up and possessed my life. Literally, I kid you not. It was a total takedown. I was possessed by joy and, um, couldn't form two thoughts on my own if I tried. Um, I, I ache for, for that sometimes. Like I want, I want to experience God in that same way. And, and the other, the other um, time of my life that, that I ache to feel his presence the way that I did was probably the, the best thing that I could equate to a dark night of the soul. Right. Like um, my, my, we had found out that my, my daughters um, had um, been, um, been being groomed by a, a pedophile. And, um, I want to reword that because I don't ever want to label somebody something that they can't get out from underneath. That's not actually who he is, but there was acts of pedophilia. Can I say it that way? Um, because God, he redeems all things. And I don't ever want to box somebody in thinking like, you can only be this for the rest of your life, right? Listen, David was a murderer. He murdered. See, look, my language is wrong. David murdered people. He had someone murdered, but that does not make him a murderer. You can see that. You can follow his life in scripture and find that that's not who God knew him to be. And so we need to start interacting with each other based on who God says that we are, not the actions that we've done, correct? And that's easier said than done, I realize. But this is what we need to begin to practice. And anyway, so during the season of my life, was it was a dark, dark, dark season of my life. But I tell you what, God showed up in such a profound powerful way and was furious about being in my space. Like I could feel his fury towards me. He needed to be where I am. And I crave that at times. And that's what I was telling my friend is that 
there's going to be a time where you're going to crave this season. I know it doesn't look like it now, but there will be a time where you're going to crave the intimacy that you're feeling right now. And then it dawned on me, you guys. Jesus didn't change. I did. He's still furious about being in my space. My need of his weighty presence changed. I became more self-reliant. See, in that season, in that dark season, I was God-reliant. Like I wasn't sure that I would have my next breath without them, him there. But once I came up out of that, once, once I came to the end of myself, I relied on self all over again. Yikes. Yes, Bridget. Yes, we can change. We, we not only can change, but transformation is actually ours. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation and the ministry of reconciliation looks like this. Oh, I just love this conversation. You guys, we're talking about intimacy and reconciliation transformation. <laughs> Does it get any better than that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the ministry of reconciliation. Yes. Is to become who God has made us to be. However, this is my role in that is I need to grab hold of, of sight of who you are through God's eyes. I need to put on his vision, see you and hold you accountable to that standard, pay no attention to your behavior, your actions, what your past declares about you. That's not my job. My job is not to keep record of wrong. My job is to enter into the ministry of reconciliation and hold you accountable to who God says that you are. Yes, 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 yes. This is one of my favorite conversations. I love that we have the power to transform. And when we agree with who God says we are over and over and over, <laughs> yes, Bridget, I love it. I love you. You're like in a, an audacious space right now, and I'm I'm quite taken with it. Um, take a look at me and see who I am. Listen, instantly, I see rubies. I I, I don't know why. Um, I, I've seen you before, but we've barely interacted outside of cyberspace. And um, but I see uh, surrounding your head, you're encircled with with rubies. And it's like, it's a crown, but not a crown like we would normally want to uh, depict a crown. Um, I, I see rubies just connected all the way around your head. And I do not know what rubies symbolize, but I can I can totally hint at what I think that it, it, it means and that um, you're covered from head to toe. You are covered with the precious, precious, powerful blood of Jesus. And, and in that you sparkle like a gem. And I think that you could probably look up some meaning on rubies. In fact, I suddenly feel like God is like, she already knows what she knows a lot about gemstones. I don't know if that's true of you, but, um, I just feel like God is like, oh, she doesn't need to go and do any research and you don't need to do any research on her behalf. She knows about gemstones. So there you have it, Bridget. Let me know. Let me know if that resonates with you. 
um, what maybe you know about rubies. <laughs> rubies happen to be one of my favorites. I love the color red. Fun fact about me. Anyway, so um, I, I feel like we're kind of all over the place here. And um, it does. That's fantastic. Love that. If you if you want to um, share, share with us what that means to you, because I'm super curious. That's fun. Um, and and if any of you that are on here have a picture of of Bridget, remember, we're seeing through God's eyes and and stepping into the ministry of reconciliation. If any of you um, have a picture of Bridget, go ahead and share it with her. That's fun. You guys know I love to play with prophecy. That's just fun. Um. Anyway, so um, back to to my my revelation of like God has not changed the way that He is pursuing me. It was me that stepped into my own self reliance and was like, I don't need that much of you anymore. And that's not true. The thing is, is that the the reason why I'm craving that season is because. He has never changed toward me and is still furiously pursuing me with his red hot love. And I am, I am undone. I'm undone by that knowing. Um, have you ever had a knowing of God that just undoes you to where you're, you know, for me, I get into like, I need to fix it. I need to, I need to make a way. Actually, this is part of the thing is where, you know, like there, there's a whole lot of truth mingled into the lies that the defeated enemy comes at us with. Right. And, um, like one of them is, is like, yeah, but if you, if you don't work, you don't eat. And that's scripture. Right. So it's like, it's like this, this, um, innate responsibility that is in me that thinks that I need to make a way. Now, I don't know where you're at on that, but if it's not purely I'm reliant on God, I'm reliant on Jehovah Jireh, then it's not the full picture, right? Can I say that? Oh my gosh. Like he wants to be our provider. I was listening to that song, Jireh, yesterday and it was super powerful. It was a live rendition of the song. And when she started singing about the lilies of the valley and him being them being dressed in splendor, and that he does not take his eye off the sparrow, how much more? How much more? See, the thing is, is like the, the, the lilies, the lilies aren't made in his image. The sparrows aren't made in his image. Who's made in his image? Me. I'm made in his image. So anyway, um, I feel like I'm just sitting here talking about myself. I, I, I'm doing so to invite you into something. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing a good job. You can tell me. You can tell me if I am or not. Um, but um, the, the truth is, is that he's always pursuing us in that same intensity. In the same intensity. We just don't recognize it because you know, we become self-reliant or whatever. So anyway, I am craving him in that same regard where I'm just like, oh, come and get me. Chase me down and make me yours all over again. And so that's what I want to, uh, I'll get to that. That's what I want to, to talk about 
this morning is like, let's end, let's end 2021. Well, I don't know what your 2021 has been like, you know, I, for the last couple of years, there's been a whole lot of whining, a whole lot of complaining about things. And, and I get it. It's been, it's been a tough couple of years, but the thing is, is like, it's what you make of it. Right. I, 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 we experienced sickness. My whole family had COVID um, some of us a couple times and, um, and things have not been great for us in, in different areas. And the thing is, is like, I've taught myself to rejoice anyway, to enter into a space of praising him anyway. I, I honestly, I don't care. I, I've, I've even joked. I'm like, maybe he's preparing me for like a third world country <laughs> because I've learned to do without you know, I've learned to do without, and I'm proud of that. Not in a prideful way, but like, I'm proud of what Jesus has taught me to do. That has also been a beautiful season in my life is finding him in the lack. Now that does not mean that my mind gets to agree with lack concerning who I am. My mind gets to agree with, I have royalty on my side. It might not be manifesting right now, but I have royalty on my side and that's what I need to hinge myself to. And so I just really, really, really want us to end this year well so that we can enter into 2022 fresh. I don't think that it's happenstance that we're supposed to have a winter storm that we could wake up tomorrow and everything looks the same. Layered in freshly fallen, pure white snow. I don't think that's happenstance. I think that it's a sign. And, and here's what I know is that in 2022, God is evening the playing field. God is, is, is provoking those who are at a space. See, God's been talking to me about pace, setting a pace, setting a pace. And he's provoking those of us that are out front pioneering. Maybe that's you. Certainly me. I feel the effects of pioneering in my body. And um, maybe we're supposed to be reaching down and pulling everyone up to enjoy the same scenery so we can be on an even playing field and that we can advance together in love. Listen, if we are not in a space of love, if we are not spreading love everywhere we go, we're not doing this thing right, you know? And I'm not talking about, you know, I won't tell you what I'm not talking about. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a fierce, a love that is fierce, a love that dictates something about one another, a love that enters in and alters atmospheres, a love that brings about resiliency, a love that brings about life and life more abundantly. That's what I'm talking about. And um, Bridget, Ruby is your birthstone. I love that. Um, it's attributes of wisdom and beauty through God's eyes. That is absolutely true of you. I just know it. Um, attributes of beauty and wisdom. Oh my goodness. So you walk in wisdom. You walk in wisdom. So now that, so those of you that are on here with us, if that sparks something in you for Bridget, would you please put it in the comments? We're just going to practice being prophetic while we're on here. So if you have something that pops into your head concerning the attributes of wisdom and beauty for Bridget, 
um, throw that in the comments because I just I think that it's really good for us to enter into that space right here right now because when we enter into the um, the spirit of prophecy or gift of prophecy it changes things in us and that's important if we want to be transformed then we need to step into the spirit of prophecy because it changes us to prophesy and it also offers transformation for those who were speaking over so let's play. I wanted to read a, um, oh, I'm on the wrong page. I wanted to read a Psalm to you because I stumbled across this yesterday and it, it just, you know, sometimes scripture takes what you're experiencing spiritually and it fortifies it. It surrounds it. It's, it's, it's if you know how, you know, that you know, that prayer that people pray, like I pray a hedge of protection around you. Um, I always giggle at that because I'm like, I'm going to need something more than a hedge of protection. <laughs> but then I learned that the hedges of protection that they were talking about, like these hedges are evergreen, right? Like they, they're, they're green and which speaks to life and life more abundantly, but they're like, towering. They're so tall and there's no way you could get through them. So in that regard, bring it on. See around here, hedges are these short little curated things that people have out front of their house. So that's why I'm like, mm, I'm going to need something more than a hedge. But anyway, that's what I felt like the scripture, this portion of Psalms was doing on my behalf is like, it was taking what I was experiencing spiritually. And it was, it was, just building this this hedge of protection around me and allowing that that spiritual transformation to just ruminate all around me in and through me. So anyway, we're in Psalm 131 if you want to follow along and the title is my heart is meek. And this is my prayer for us that this is where we would find ourselves through the rest of today that we would find ourselves laid down. That we would be laid down lovers just putty in the Lord's hands that we would find ourselves just melted before him and saying, have your way, have your way, Lord. This is what it says. Psalm 131. Lord, my heart is meek before you. I don't consider myself better than others. I'm content to not pursue matters that are over my head, such as your complex mysteries and wonders that I'm not yet ready to understand. I'm humbled and I'm quieted in your presence, like a contended child who rests on its mother's lap. I'm your resting child and my soul is so content in you. Oh, people of God, your time has come to quietly trust waiting upon the Lord now and forever. Isn't that a beautiful psalm? Oh my goodness. Can I read it to you again? Let me just read it over you. Lord, my heart is meek before you. I don't consider myself better than others. I'm content to not pursue matters that are over my head, such as your complex mysteries and wonders that I'm not yet ready to understand. I'm humbled and I'm quieted in your presence. Hmm. Like a contented child who rests on its mother's lap. I'm your resting child and my soul is content in you. 
Oh, people of God, your time has come to quietly trust, waiting upon the Lord now and forever. Are you there? Are you in that space where you are a contented child? Is your soul content in God? I know, I know what it's like to be wound really tight. I run a hundred miles an hour. It's just how it's just how I am. It's my nature. I go hard. I am all or nothing. And I felt God asking me a couple of weeks ago, I need you to slow down. Just slow down. And then this week it was like, I need you to not do anything. That's that's a little bit difficult for me. I found myself early this week in his ask and having a very difficult time unwinding in that and um, just settling and being okay with doing nothing. And um, because I'm very aware of all the things that need to be done. Remember I said I have this like innate responsibility built in and I feel like I need to be accomplishing something. So it was very difficult. But as I began to allow myself to unwind, just be undone in his hands, I realized that being wound so tight wasn't actually benefiting me or anyone else at all. And as as I allowed myself to just, you know what I picture? Is like, you know, something wound up really, really tight. Like maybe a um, string is what my mind wants to, to race to. Being wound up really tight in the moment that you let go of it and put it in the palm of your hand, it just softens and releases. And that's what I felt like is this release. And all of a sudden in that tightening, there was there was thoughts that were bound within this tightening. And all of a sudden I was very aware of, of what this tightening was made of. And, and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. I I spent a few hours, like almost paralyzed by thoughts that were being released. The moment that this tight ball was loosening and losing its power. And, and I was, I felt very, um, paralyzed by these thought, these haunting thoughts that were released within that, but it was also so enlightening for me to realize like, oh, what have I done? Like it within that, that need to, to accomplish much. God was showing me that the ingredients that went into that weren't beneficial for anything that, that though there was good being sown, there was also discord, mistrust, um, what have you, sewn into that also. And what God is looking for is a, a pure release of who he is, of his love, of his, his beauty, of his goodness, right? Of his peace, his joy. Remember, I started off talking about joy. And it's not that it's not that there wasn't good being done within all of that, but I needed to learn to be to be that contented child resting on papa's lap and i just see it as you know have you ever have you ever been around a child that is just at the end of himself and he, he he's like can't do anymore and he's just like 
content just to lay over the top of his parents' lap. That's how I felt. I was like, you know what? I've got nothing more. I've got nothing more to give. I've got nothing more to prove. And that was the beautiful thing is like, I suddenly realized that it was, it was enough for me to just be, to be in his presence. And that's when all of these memories, these old memories of his presence started flooding in and everything, everything that I was reading was provoking the way that God had, had come at me at different times of, of my life in knowing him. And, and now my heart is ravaged all over again. And I just, this last line, verse three of 131, oh, people of God, your time has come to quietly trust, waiting upon the Lord now and forever. Mm. That's what I want for us, is to be unwound, to where the tension, I carry all of my, my tension, all of my stress, right in between my shoulder blades. And at the beginning of this week, I was feeling some serious pain in that spot of my body. And so that was also part of my agreement. I was like, okay, this is spiritual, right? Like I am trying to push in my own strength. I'm trying to complete in my own strength. There was no flow to anything that I'm doing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because Holy Spirit creates space of flow. That, that was not there. It was me pushing, pushing. I was feeling frustrated. And my body began to manifest all of my own self-reliance. I hope this is speaking to you. I God, God asks me to be vulnerable and tell you all of my shortcomings, all of my pitfalls, so, so that you can, can hopefully learn from it too. Um, you guys, it's just absolutely beautiful the, the way that God allows us to commune together. Like if we are not in community, I don't know what we're doing. I, I do want to read in a little bit to um, chapter 132 because this speaks to that. Lord, please don't forget all the hardships David had to pass through. Yes. See, we're actually called to be this vulnerable David never kept his his um, shortcomings on lockdown. He didn't. He shared that. Everyone knew all around him what David had done. And listen, it was put in these pages for us to learn from. What makes us think that our lives are supposed to be on lockdown, that we're supposed to keep those things quiet? No, we're supposed to learn from one another's experience. That's why he says, Lord, please don't forget all the hardships David had to pass through. Lord, don't forget what you brought him through and how he promised you, Jacob's mighty God saying, I will not cross the threshold of my own home to sleep in my own bed. I will not sleep or slumber nor even take time to close my eyes and rest until I find a place for you to dwell. Almighty God of Jacob, I devote myself to finding a resting place for you. First, we heard that the ark was at Bethlehem. Then we found it in the forest of Kerioth-Jerim. I don't know if that's how you actually pronounce it. That's what's kind of fun about all these Bible names is I get to say them however I want. <laughs> Let's go into God's dwelling place and bow down and worship before him. Arise, O Lord, and enter your resting place, both you and the ark of your glorious strength. 
May your priests wear the robes of righteousness and let all your godly lovers sing for joy. Okay, what I want to point out here is that the writer is pointing God to the hardships that David had already passed through. Unto what? When we read scripture, we need to be asking questions. Unto what? Right? What? Why are we reminding God of the hardships? Why am I called to share what my week has been like? Why, why do you need to know that? Right? So if we, if we skip down, we realize that he's like, I will not cross the threshold of my own home to sleep in my own bed until I find a place for you to dwell, almighty God of Jacob. I devote myself to finding a resting place for you. First, we heard that the ark was at Bethlehem. Then we found it in the forest. Let's go into God's dwelling place and bow down and worship before him. Arise, O Lord, and enter your resting place, both you and the ark of your glorious strength. May your peace wear, your priests wear the robes of righteousness and let all your godly lovers sing for joy. We lost you for a second. Our internet is still struggling down here at the church. Grr. It's fine. Just bless my internet right now. In the name of Jesus, we just bless this service that is coming into this building and allowing us to do what we do. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, I don't know where it cut off, but I'm going to say the last few things again. We share in our vulnerability of the hard things to make way for one another to enter in to his presence. Yes, that's why we share. Now, I am not saying that we mull over the hard things. That's not what I'm talking about. And that is not what I've done. I have not made much of the hard things. I've made much of him. Know the difference. Let's make much of him pointing to, ah, this is where I got stuck. That God, right? I think that that we we think that vulnerability and authenticity means that everybody knows that we're miserable. Wrong. That's not right. That's not what we're actually called to. We are called to make God famous for his goodness. And if I'm stuck in a place of grumbling and complaining and putting my, my miserable existence on display, that's not making God famous for his goodness. That's making you infamous for your inability to move beyond. I said it. Can't do that, you guys. We need to be children of delight, which means that we are always pushing past that tunnel vision into the light that is ours. It's ours. Say the light is mine. He came as the light. You're supposed to be living in the light. You're not supposed to be wandering in the wilderness. That's not who you are. Will there be wilderness days? Yes, but your job is to find the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He's there. You can count on him because he's never changed his ways toward you. He has always been furious to be in your space. It's you who change. It's you who pivot into self-reliance. He's always pursuing you in the most beautiful ways. 
That's why we need to unwind on a regular basis. We need to be that ball of twine that's wrapped so tight sometimes that just unfolds in the Lord's presence. And if we do it more often, we won't have to deal with the um, paralyzing thoughts that come with the unwinding, right? I hope that blesses you. His love is furious. Now, hold on. I want to go back up and read um, these comments. Let's go back to Bridget. <laughs> Wisdom is to know that God has a plan for, for me. I am studying to become a pastor. Wow, that's awesome. I am taking women's ministry right now. This is one part that I know God wants me to be. Bridget, that is awesome. Can we talk? I would, I, I want, I want to be a part of that. Um, Lisa said, felt like you, Bridget, are a problem solver. You can see the potentials of problems and you are, and you have creative problem solving ability, kind of like MacGyver. Oh my gosh, I love that. So it's not like, you know, the, the, the way that that we would think the problem needs to be solved, but you find creative solutions. Love that. I also felt like the red spoke to you loving people well, and you are caring and compassionate. Yes, that is absolutely beautiful. Um, Bridget, I'm serious. Like I would love to be in your space and um, talk more about that. I, um, I love to help people stand in their full self. I love it. I love it. I would love to, I would love to work with you on that. So, um, I hope that, I hope that that word from Lisa resonates. That's awesome. Um, you guys end today. Well, not high stakes, just melt. Okay. Melt into the hands of the Lord, become putty just melt. Father God, we love that you continue to pursue us, that there is nothing that stands in your way and there is nothing that stops you, not even our own self-reliance, not even when we turn to go our own way. You're still there. You're still pursuing us. Your love towards us doesn't change. Holy Spirit, Make us brave. I just know that your love becomes so strong and the strength of your love causes us to turn away because we feel like we would surely die. Hold our toes to the fire. We want to be yours, holy and fully yours. Teach us to walk into your fury to become love itself. Strengthen us. And more than anything, God, cause us to be those children that are just content to lay across your lap and wait and trust. You are so good. You're such a good father. And we accept the invitation to just wait on you. We love you. Amen. <sighs> just wait on him. Maybe today you could get a hold of some worship. 
and just practice melting in his presence. Just melt there. Just be his. Be content to just be his. Nothing to accomplish. Listen, being his is a huge accomplishment because he did it all. You can't add or take away from it. Just be his. Guys, have a blessed New Year's Eve. Make the most of it. Whatever that looks like. And I bless your next year with all the authority that I have access to. I lay hold of it right now and I just bless your next year. Pray that you would find health in every way, spiritual health, physical health, mental health, that you would have it all as you wait as a contented child laid across the Lord's lap. Guys, I love you. We'll talk soon.